It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Dr. Maria Ryan is none of the aforementioned things. She is also the co-host of Uncovering the Truth and a former hospital CEO. Maria, good morning. Welcome back and Happy New Year. Good morning, David. Happy New Year. I'm telling you, I'm optimistic this year with COVID, actually. So let's get to the Uh, why. I want to hear your reason. I have one that's not as informed as you are educated in the medical world. And (laughs) and mine mine is that as we get weaker variants, which Omicron, upper respiratory uh, infection, in and gone in a day or two. I know people who've had it. Uh, or a few days, depending, of course, you know, comorbidities aside and other factors. Uh, I see that as good for moving ahead. What do you say? It is good. And David, you've got a good instinct. You've been around the block. You're, you are well informed. And if you're not, you always dig deep to get informed. But we've been dealing with this since the fall of 2019. So we saw the big surge immediately it was a novel coronavirus the family of coronavirus has been around for a hundred years but this was new it was manipulated in a lab and it was really devastating to people who were either immunocompromised or they were obese elderly can't do anything about your age you could do things about obesity high blood pressure diabetes and then we saw delta which is equally as strong and that was pretty devastating to people in those categories but omicron is very very differently it took a big genetic change with omicron we've seen literally thousands of variants come out of this coronavirus but they don't always take and go rampant with like a pandemic but this omicron did but it's very light symptoms like a cold some people are getting eye symptoms like blurry vision, conjunctivitis, red eye, but most people it's upper respiratory, runny nose, a little bit of a cough, and it lasts like three days. So it's very, very different. But I do want to let your listeners know we're going to have to learn to live with this coronavirus because it's going to become what's called endemic it is going to circulate every year during influenza season. And this is what happened in 2010 when we had the H1N1 pandemic. It was, uh, and that one was worse. As a hospital CEO at the time, that hit children. We're blessed that this COVID-19 was not really hitting children. Their, their mortality rate with COVID-19 was near zero statistically insignificant but h1n1 hit children really really bad but it went around for about a year and then it it seemed to disappear but yet it comes it comes back with the influenza so in most influenza shots flu shots they'll put in a little bit of h1n1 and also whatever they think is circulating the year before that that's the tough thing with flu shots scientists predict a year before to start formulating the flu shot. So there's a hit and miss there. But anyways, they put H1N1 in it every year. And most likely that will happen with the coronavirus as well. 
You know, all of that taken into consideration. And I think the point about learning to live with this, there are so many things on the planet that can affect us. There are congenital issues for some, unfortunately, things you don't control that come with just who you are. There are outside factors. You know, medicine and mind go together. And mm-hmm. in the public yeah. mind, in the public health, we're facing a great deal of contradiction. We have uh, Anthony Fauci uh, saying that we should skip big New Year's parties prior to New Year. Uh, we have, uh, you know, him then saying, well, don't count on Omicron ending the pandemic. So here we have someone who's supposed to be the top in air quotes virologist, the Mr. NIH, Mr. will not be transparent about many things, including gain of function research. (laughs) Is it time to ignore Fauci and deal more with, you know, your own research? And I have always said this, talk to your doctor, be aware of what you're dealing with for yourself. Yeah, Dr. Fauci has a long history of not being transparent. Uh, Because I'm in the medical industry, I've known about him since the AIDS epidemic. And there was uh, rumors that he was stealing other people's work, that he was doing things, um, you know, for money. So he does not have a good reputation, actually, amongst people in the field. And we've seen the worst of Dr. Fauci during this pandemic you know, ignoring good therapeutics and just talking about the vaccine. Even before the vaccine, we had therapeutics that would help shorten um, the the length of somebody having the disease. And, you know, he just ignored all that. I don't have any respect for, for Dr. Fauci. Number one, he knew we were giving taxpayer money to that Wuhan lab. He knew, and I always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. I really do. And if so, I heard the first uh, news about something happening in Wuhan probably in about October. It was very, very hush hush. But um, because I'm in the medical journals a lot, I knew there was some mysterious respiratory illness in October of 2019. Now, if I was Dr. Fauci and I said there's a mysterious flu or flu-like thing going around in Wuhan, and I know I've given money to the Wuhan lab to manipulate a bat coronavirus, I would say, stop, shut it down. This is going to go crazy. And he did none of that. And I don't know how he can look himself in the mirror. I really don't, because I know I would have had to stand up and say, listen to me, everybody. I would have been shaking everybody. This is terrible. This is a man-made virus. It's going to go. It's it's going to become a pandemic. Do not let anybody out of Wuhan. And perhaps we could have. We've seen how the virus goes. Mandates don't work. And lockdowns don't work. The virus seems to find its way. It's a very smart, just like bacteria, very smart. But he could have helped mitigate this. I know he could have. And I've lost all respect for him. I can't even stand well, it. Know, I, I, I think, Maria, with... I have to turn it off. 
With, with, with all due respect to you, you're assigning your value system and what I would say is my value system to this. Reasonable people would say, no matter what my involvement is, there's a problem here. Let me deal with it. The gain of function research, we now know he knew about it. We have the documents. We have the emails. Yeah. The inspector general's report on what was going on, we have it. What we don't have was the reporting from the Wuhan lab, which means either the reporting was sent and discarded or the report was never sent either one is a trigger to a problem so a reasonable person with the values and the value system you're talking about would do that but Fauci's contradictions lead to deeper issues you know I get the point over his salary and all of that I think there's much more danger than the salary he's getting as the highest paid federal employee in what's going on but also to those under him we're talking about Fauci a lot his wife Elizabeth Grady has a role to play in this I believe and she should be subpoenaed before Congress under oath to see what we can find out or get on the record for future discovery and what about others at NIH and at the various infectious disease labs I mean this can't be just about Fauci right right Francis Collins resigned but he knew absolutely was going on there's a lot of people who knew what was going on and we had put a moratorium on gain of function here in I think it was 2014. It was in the Obama administration. And it was because of the safety concerns. There were leaks. There were leaks in the United States labs that were doing gain of function and people were getting sick. Thank the Lord it didn't become a pandemic. But that's why there was a moratorium here. And he continued to fund it. And it's not just Wuhan, China. We're funding about 26 other gain of function research excuse me, throughout the world. And the problem is with people like China, we don't know if they're going to use it as a bioweapon. So why are we funding it? Because the thought with gain-of-function research, if you look at the altruistic side of it, it's, okay, this could happen. So if we're ahead of it, we can already start developing vaccines and therapeutics. But just in case it happens, just in case something jumps from an animal to human beings. So that's the altruistic side of it. But a lot of countries out there look at this stuff as bioweapons. And I I tell you, we get so complacent as Americans that everything's going to be okay. And this kind of thing about bioweapons, we would never use bioweapons. So you think other countries don't that's really foolish. (laughs) Because to that that point, because we only have we only have about a well, I about forty-five seconds. But to that point where you said we wouldn't, the differences in the governmental systems, the fact that we yeah. trusted the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, with the ability to do this goes beyond reason. The fact that we trained them in our Galveston Level Four lab goes beyond reason. And this goes on before COVID, before in its current form, COVID nineteen or anything else. We've got to dig deeper, and I think it's time that if the Republicans have the opportunity and what it takes to step into it after the takeover of the House, if they do, and take on the full system at the NIH to make this not only about Fauci, but about everyone else. Maria, I've got to cut it there for time. You're a pro. You know this as well with uh, your show. So uh, you know how it works, my friend. Good good to hear from you again. Thank you, David. I love your audience. 
and I love Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. Back at you, Dr. Maria Ryan, co-host of Uncovering the Truth. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.